So turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I hope you were here last week. Uh, If you weren't, we're going to do a bit of a review. Um, We are in an amazing passage, an important passage. For those of you who think you're logical, this is a great passage for you as you think about the gospel because he's just building in a very logical way uh, what it is that Christ has done and what it, really the reason why uh, he needed to do it and how he is the one and only answer uh, for what uh, ails us. If you'd stand in honor of God's word, uh, if you can, and uh, I, I would like to share with you Romans chapter 5, verse 12, down through the end of the chapter. God's word says this, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Verse 13, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, uh, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type uh, of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like uh, the result of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned, through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, uh, the many were made sinners, So by one man's obedience, uh, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God, thank you for this morning. Uh, Thank you for the hope of the gospel. Um, the message that gives us grace and strength, uh, that gives us confidence uh, where there used to be condemnation. God, we thank you. We ask that you give us ears to hear now. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So these, uh, this passage is, is really coming together for us as we look at uh, the gospel. And, and I, I know that most of you know the gospel. I, I know that to be true. I, I've been here with you and we've gone back and forth on, uh, you've communicated to me your understanding of the gospel. But, but this is so important, especially for those of you who are new here, or maybe uh, you're unfamiliar with what it is to walk with Christ. I want to tell you 
uh, that this is a great passage for you to understand and for you to hear and, and really to maybe if you feel like you're not getting it, go back over this. Listen to these uh, messages over and over again because I think it'll be very helpful for you as you think about your own soul. And why is this important? Why is this important? Um, I, I think it's interesting. So when you're gonna go in surgery, some of you have gone into surgery a bunch of times and, and I always think it's interesting because um, I did pray for you when you went through surgery, but I didn't really know what you were going through. Like, now I'm going to be one of you, you know. We're gonna, we're, you know. And when you, when you go in surgery and anesthesia and all, this, all the questions they ask you and stuff like that, they're asking you, are you ready to die? Are you ready to die? And uh, I want to stop and say, I'm ready to die. Are you ready to die, you know? Uh, because these are the things, and, and it, uh, for those of us in Tehachapi, I'm going to be driving on the five freeway. <laughs> are you ready to die? <laughs> I, I jest, but you, you could die on the freeway, right? How, what are all the ways that you could die? <laughs> Let me count the ways, right? Many ways. And the idea here of the gospel, and for us to understand, and the reason this is so important is that you don't want to die in your sins. You don't want to die as a sinner. As a sinner needing his, his or her sins paid for. You, you don't want to die like that. You say, I'm making it just fine. You might be in your own mind. But you won't be. And so uh, you want to be confident when it comes to your own soul. That you're right with God. Now, last week, uh, we looked at really verses 12 through 14, and it said, sin came into the world through one man, the one man, they didn't want to use his name, but later they do, Adam, Adam, um, and I joked last week, I got to use my jokes again, and some of you have named your kids Adam, the first sinner, you know, Uh, it's not a big deal. Some of you say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. No, if you named your kid anything after that, you named him after a second or a third or um, another sinner, you know, an unmentioned uh, sinner that nobody knows about. Um, sin came into the world and death through sin. Uh, and, and what you get here is this crushing blow to the world that in Genesis chapter three, that everything was going well in creation. Uh, you see the beauty of God's creation in those first couple of chapters. And then chapter three, it comes crashing down. It all falls apart. And sin touches everything. And in man, you see this crushing blow coming into the world, death entering into the world. Death coming through sin. And so it says that death spread to all men because all sinned. And and this tough truth for us to understand that all of us are already condemned even prior to birth because of being connected to Adam. And don't think that's unfair. You've done plenty of sins on your own after you were born, okay? And so this idea that uh, in Adam we sinned, Adam was the direct, he was the one directly commanded not to sin, he did. And in him, this is what we inherited through Adam. This death that came from sin, through sin, spread to all. All sinned in Adam, 
And then death reigned. Uh, we, we said last week that sin and death, are, because of sin, uh, is pervasive, universal, and comprehensive. Like it's everywhere. And then it ends this first section in verse uh, 14. It says, uh, transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one that was to come. And, and, and he sets up this parallel, but also the similarity of Adam and Jesus. Adam and Jesus. And so uh, as you think about that, that they're putting these as parallel side by side. First of all, the man, the man, Adam, now we see the man, Jesus, verse 15. Verse 15, and I will re-preach this section, not because you weren't listening last week, but because I need to reiterate and even correct a little bit of uh, what I shared with you last week. We look at the man, Jesus, and, and it transitions in verse 15. It says, but the free gift is not like the trespass. He's saying, the men were similar in that they for, were for all, but now he says the free gift is not like the trespass. He, he's marking these men by the one thing that they did. For Adam, what was it? For sin. And for Jesus, it was the grace he showed in going to the cross. You look at these two things and he says, now this free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. I know that's a complicated and hard sentence to get through, but, but this idea is the grace of God, the free gift of grace. Uh, we talked last week about this idea of free gift um, it's translated in the scriptures over and over again like this, this free gift. The reason it's translated that way is because it, it's making sure that you know it's by grace. Uh, Christmas time, uh, people talk about, oh, Santa's not going to uh, give you any gifts because you've been a bad boy this year. If God worked like that, how would this work? It would never work, right? I shared with you last week that in Genesis chapter three, that would be the end of the story if God were not a gracious God. That would have been the end. They would have been struck with lightning bolts, dropped dead, and no one would have cared that they recorded it or were been there to read it because this world would have been over. But God in his grace had grace upon Adam Grace upon Eve and grace upon you and me and those in between that we might be able to accept the gospel. It, it, it keeps saying this one, one man and this other one man. And so, so we get this, that, uh, this free gift in verse 16. And the free gift is not the result of the one man's sin uh, for the judgment following the one man's trespass brought condemnation. You gotta underline this word condemnation in your mind, because the, and and we know it, right? We we know this. This is guilt, right? It's being condemned. I need to confess something to you. That's nah, just a great illustration. Um, Rebecca got um, in, in the mail this week. I opened her mail uh, <laughs> because it said Bakersfield Police Department, and it said it had her name on it. And I'm like, oh, no, what's this? And so I open it up, 
And uh, she got a ticket. <laughs> she got a ticket. Uh, down in Bakersfield, they had pictures of her truck going through a red light in the intersection. But I said, I was confessing, right? I was the one driving. <laughs> I was the one. And, and it was interesting because it, immediately as I opened it up, I'm like, oh, it wasn't Rebecca. Well, I, I know. This was just the other day where I was driving. And, um, and yeah, I probably did. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot on my mind, you know, what's the big deal? Like, that's the worst infraction. Like, and I started in my mind saying, that's the worst infraction that went on in Bakersfield that day? There's something better to put those cameras on? And I started in my mind trying to say, hey, you know, maybe I, w- no, that wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I'm not that guilty. I'm not really guilty at all. Like, I'm a good person. But they have pictures. The pictures. And, and I want to tell you that, like, th- there might be some justification in our own minds of our own sins. Oh, that was a long time ago. I was young. You know, I, I, I'm not, a, not really not that bad, especially compared to my brother. You should see my brother. Like, you know, the, the family I come from, you know, I, I'm kind of a saint in the family that I come from. And, and, and you start saying these things like this, and, 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 but know this. Connected to Adam, who was the first sinner, who brought death, that we're connected to. And as we have sinned on our own, we are condemned. We're guilty. And when I say guilty, I'm saying the gavel comes down guilty, deserving of punishment. It's you. It's you. It's me. And so as we think about Adam's sin, we know that judgment follows one trespass and it brought condemnation. But the free gift, the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. He, he says again this free gift and he goes back and forth between grace and free gift and this, this idea that, that comes from God and is worked out in Jesus. What is it? The free gift, what is that? Uh, it is that God would forgive you of your sins apart from your works, apart from your deserving. Even being condemned and guilty, if we come to Jesus our sins can be forgiven. Though we are condemned, though we are not righteous, we keep using that word because it says it in the previous chapters. It it talks about that there's none righteous. No, not one. There's not one that's good. There's not one that's right. And and apart from being righteous, you can't be like God. And apart from being uh, righteous, you cannot be with God. And so we have this condemnation as a problem, but know this, that as we look at what Jesus has done on our behalf in verse 16, this free gift, what's the result? Uh, The result of sin is condemnation, but uh, the result of this free gift, end of verse 16, many trespasses. What happens because of what Jesus has done? Justification that he makes 
right. He makes right the unrighteous. He takes their sins and justifies them when they could not do it on their own. Verse 17, and, and this is a logical bringing about to these Roman uh, citizens, these Roman people that are living in this huge city who have a lot of ideas going on in their head of what life should be like. Verse 17 says this, for if because of one man's trespass, trespass death reigned through, the one, through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. One man, Adam. One man, Jesus Christ. Death reigned because of one man. And I would say it this way. (coughs) As you think about this this morning, death reigns in this world, right? Um. This is just the way I think. Sorry for, it may freak you out to really know the crazy thoughts that go through my head. I hear stuff this last week and, and I'm thinking, do I really need this surgery? Is this world really going to make it that long? Like, 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 you know, if I don't have the surgery, how many, like, like I'm not sure we're, like, I, I honestly sometimes question when I see things that are happening in the world, how long are we going to last? And so maybe I don't need the surgery. <laughs> I'm going to have it anyways. But um, just in case, just in case. Uh, but, but know this, that like, like, like this world is, death reigns in this world. It's falling apart. It's, it's everywhere. But I want to say this too. For those who haven't trusted in Christ... Adam's sin is still what's reigning in you right now. And I would say this, death is reigning in your life. And it's like gangrene. It gets on everything, right? It ruins everything. It touches everything. Death reigned. But in verse 17, it also says that the opposite One man's uh, trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more, and and, and he's putting this as something that this is pervasive, it ruined everything, and something greater than that, greater than that happened. What is that one thing that's greater than that? Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Wow, that's good. Um, abundance of grace. He puts these two, he describes kind of similar things. He, he, he reiterates abundance of grace, the free gift of righteousness. How do you get righteous? I want you to think about it right now. How do you get righteous? It's a free gift. Whatever that thing is that you think you're righteous apart from Jesus, it's not this kind of righteousness. It's no good here. It's fake money. Fake righteousness. And I, I look at it all the time. I see it all the time. People are, are boasting about what a great person they are. They're, they're trying to be good and better than everybody else in competition. And I want to say, that's fake righteousness. The only righteousness that's accepted 
is the free gift kind of righteousness. And it says at the end of verse 17, through the one man, Jesus Christ. That's the only way place to get it. As Adam was the place that sin entered the world, the one man, Jesus Christ, is the only way, is the only way for man to be righteous, for us to have the abundance of grace. I want you to see that. It's using the language in this whole passage of abundance, of more so, of of the idea that... that, um, Sin is bad and it's just pervasive and it's ruined everything. But in a greater sense, what Christ has done, a greater sense, uh, what he has done in a conquering sort of overwhelming sort of way for the believer that he is one. And I want you to get this. Um, I struggled communicating this last week, but I want to be more clear this morning. Um, Abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness but it says reign in life, reign in life. Now, now this is hard for me to say because it, it's uh, th- this idea of reigning in life. Well, it says sin reigns in death, reigns in death. And the idea is that sin is kind of a master or a king over your life. But now it doesn't say there's someone reigning over your life. It says that you will reign in life. And the idea here is this, and it's not developed much, is it's the idea that we are now kingly. That we are partnering with the king and that he, we have been released from this slavery and now we are not under sin, but over sin because of Jesus. That's big stuff. And he's going to talk about that in the the chapters to come. And and this gets exciting. I know that many of us have struggled with sins our whole life and we've found addictions and and, and frustrations and and we say, we're stuck, we can't do it. I want to tell you that because of Jesus, we are no longer stuck under sin. Death doesn't reign, but we are over sin. We no longer have a, a wicked master of sin. That we are reigning over that because of Jesus. I want you to get this, and, and this we've talked about this before. At the end of verse 17, it says, through the one man, Jesus Christ. Do not think you can do this on your own. You can't. The way that we receive salvation, the way we receive the victory over sin is not because of our own doing, it's because of Jesus. Abundant grace, uh, gifted righteousness. Now we reign like a king through our king, the Lord Jesus Christ. Which brings us to the last section in this chapter, verses 18 through the end. Once again, uh, verse 18, therefore as one trespass led to what? Condemnation, condemnation. And I I wanna tell you, um, we're we're gonna get there, this is so great. Um, I, want, I want to show you something. Turn over to chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 1. Sorry, I lied to you, Stan. Just thought of it right now. Chapter 8, verse 1 says this. What does it say? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's none. There's none. It's been removed. It's been taken care of. I want to tell you, it's not that you can't remember the sins that you have done, but they've been taken care of. You've been justified. 
And so now there's no condemnation for you because of Christ Jesus. It's a great message. But as he's building the case in chapter five, he's saying condemned, condemned, condemned. Um, And he reminds us again, as the one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. He's starting to build on the implications. So we have this condemnation, but because of what Jesus did, what he, this righteous act that he did of giving us grace, this gift of grace, it justifies us. It justifies us. And if it justifies us, it gives us life. It gives us life. And, and I want to tell you why, uh, how can you live a life in a, a a world that is rain, there's a rain of sin all over the world. There's, you can see people who are stuck in sin. You may know people. You may be, have people in your family. How can you live a joyful life? I want to tell you, this life is lived joyfully because we are justified right with God. No matter what. Even if you're facing the valley of the shadow of death, right? It's okay, Right? You're good because you know uh, you're right with God. As we look at this, he, he continues to unpack this. Verse 19, he says, but, but as, for the one man's, uh, as for by the one man's disobedient, uh, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, uh, the many were made righteous. And now he takes this word of disobedience and obedience um, as Adam, this is where it departs, right? This is no, no longer similar. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Adam uh, disobeyed God. Remember, he had one thing to do. Don't touch the fruit, okay? One, anything you can, you can do, anything, one thing, okay? Disobedience, uh, paralleled to that or contrasted with that, that Jesus was obedient to the Father um, and he, he did this in righteousness so that we may be righteous. Verse 20 again, verse 20 again. And I say again because he's been talking about this over and over again. Now the law came, uh, came in to increase the trespass. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Where is the increase of sin? How, how does uh, the law coming in increase sin? Well, it's a funny thing. And, and there's plenty of, uh, you know, ways that we see this. Um, we see it in school where we have a test and, and we, um, we do the test and then we turn it in and somebody says, hey, how'd you do on the test? And you go, ah, I don't know, like I, I don't feel like I did very good. And, and he said, but, but maybe there's that outside chance that my guesses were right. And, and just maybe, just maybe, everyone else did poorly too and the, the teacher will have mercy and will you know, drop that percentage down so that I would get a good grade. You know, I, I didn't do that well, but like, I, don't, I don't know. And then it comes back graded and you know, you know, now you know the answers. Now you know how many you missed. Now you know what you didn't know because you failed it on the test. 
There's a marker of it. That's what the law was. It's not that they didn't think that they were bad before the law came about. In fact, uh, they knew that they were wrong. They knew that they had, had sinned. But once the law came, then they started going, oh, yeah, two and four and six. And, you know, these are the ones that I'm failing on. And I, oh, and then there was this. And, 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 and uh, why is this in the middle of the book of Romans talking about the gospel? For this reason. For those people who, mostly Jews here, that say, no, I'm a good person. I have the 10, like I have it up in my home. We go over it all the time. And, and I think about it all the time, and, and I'm perfect. Well, at least I'm better than, you know. And then it starts, right? Justification again. The picture here is this, that the law made it clear how sinful they were. But, but once again, um, if the law made it clear, what about what Jesus did? But it said, but where sin increased, Grace abounded all the more. Grace abounded all the more. It's like when you finally figure out how little you know, when you finally figure out how many sins you've committed, when you finally figure out how deep the hole is, when you figure that out and it's overwhelming, know this. However deep the hole is, Grace abounds all the more. Whatever mess you've made, there's grace abounding all the more for those sins. And so uh, as we look at this, verse 20 now, I'm sorry, verse 21. So that as sin reigned in death, once again, reigned in death, grace also might reign through, the righteousness, through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. As you look at this, um, these people who, just like you and just like me, uh, we were struggling with, are we right with God? They now have the picture, so right? That um, there's righteousness that Christ did on our behalf. He did for us. He justified us. And this justification leads to what? Life. Life. And what kind of life? Eternal life. Eternal life. This life can be taken away from you. There's plenty of things. We've shared about this before. But the great comfort, the great comfort of the gospel is that this life is not temporary for those who have trusted in Christ. I say it's not temporary because we'll, this life will continue on past this life. But in reality, this life is temporary. There is a bookend to it, right? But that bookend, where that bookend starts or ends, however you want to see it, there's greater things that are to come because of Jesus. I want to give you three things uh, to kind of hang our hat on as we close this morning. The first thing I, I want you to ask yourself There's only one of two options for you. Either death reigns in you right now or grace reigns in you right now through Jesus. Which is it? Which is it? If you haven't trusted in Christ, if you're still thinking you're good enough, if you uh, have said, I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it, I want to tell you in your life right now, death reigns. Death reigns. 
But I want to tell you that Jesus sticks out his hand to you. He went to the cross on your behalf so that grace could reign in you through Jesus. Secondly, if it isn't through Jesus, it isn't eternal life. If it isn't through Jesus, it isn't eternal life. If you say, you know, I I really haven't been that bad. I really, I I think I can do it on my own. I want to tell you, I I want you to go through this passage. Actually, go through the whole book of Romans and, and see how many times it says, through Jesus, in Jesus. Like these are, this is all connected back to him. That there's nothing uh, great about us. There's nothing uh, saving about who we are. And if you haven't trusted in Christ, you don't have eternal life. You don't. Um, But if you do, you do have eternal life. You You need not fear death. Um, I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet. Um, but uh, how many of you have heard of the monkey pox? Here we go again. And, and, and I want to tell you, I want to tell you that um, it's going to be something after the monkey pox too, right? And there's going to be something after that and something after that and something after that. Do not fear death. Well, if you don't know Christ, do fear death. Um, But if you know Christ, because of Jesus, through him, we have eternal life. There's nothing to fear. Lastly, I just say it. I'm saying this over and over again, just using different words. Um, It's good preaching. Uh, Accept the free gift of grace in Jesus. Accept the free gift of grace in Jesus. I I want to encourage you, abandon your own way. Abandon it. Don't try to clean it up. Don't try to get to the curb. Bail out, right? Um, Like an old MacGyver movie or something like that. They're driving and he just bails out, right? And the car goes off the cliff. I I, I want to tell you, uh, abandon your way of life. Abandon your way. Accept the free gift of grace that's found in Jesus. God, thank you for uh, your clear word. Thank you for your good gospel that would save even sinners like me. God, help us to cling to this message, that we would know it clearly, that it would give us um, forgiveness and confidence where there used to be condemnation and death. God, do your work in this church in this time. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.